Hello, Internet, and welcome to the Friendship Snake Podcast. I am your host, Wade Mariano, and I'm joined, as always, by... Trace Finicaro. And... Snakehead Copperfield. That is a one, Gunner Kennedy. Two weeks in a row, Gunner. Keep it up. Don't vanish on us. Don't. So, speaking of not vanishing, that actually has makes no sense what I'm about to say. Uh, <laughs> COVID's bad. We all know that. But now... It, it'll just go away someday, Wade. It'll just magically, like, a, like miracle. a miracle. Like a miracle. The Grand Cheeto promises it will just one day fade away. Um, however, it seems that murder hornets are making their way here, and they may be here to stay. Um, <laughs> if if well, no until, one isn't uh, following the news. Go ahead. Go until ahead. we bring in the, the, the hornet-eating uh, gorillas. Yes. There's gorillas that eat hornets? Yes, the, but we just had to wait for the winter, and then they freeze to death, and then everything's fine. Wait, like so which one? They'll be gone. So the winter or the the gorillas? The so the hornets will survive through the 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 hornets would survive through the winter, which is why we need the hornet eating gorillas. But then the winter will kill the hornet eating gorillas. Oh, and we'll, everything will be fine after that. So, but are there really gorillas that eat these hornets? No, no he's making that reference. shit up. Oh, okay. <laughs> It's a, it's a Simpsons thing. Yeah, it's a show that nobody watches anymore. <laughs> Do you Simpsons. still watch it, Gunner? Simpsons did it. No, not in many, not in like a bajillion years. I haven't met anybody yet that still watches The Simpsons. I was actually surprised that they're still on. Yeah, it's like they're just making episodes with money from previous episodes, like twenty-year-old money. It's yeah, like. But- it's like, well, South Park's been on for a long time, too, but we have like a decade on them. We can't let them catch up. <laughs> do you think at some point, last. like, do you think at some point that the that the Simpsons stop being written by humans? And it's I all would, like machine, gener- like they, they trained they an AI to do it, and they just... Gunner, it would not shock me they're doing that right now. It would not shock me that they are, they do not have at this point some, some AI, like, or, or at least some algorithm that's just they they jumble up like four different topics and that's like okay writers just write a 30 minute spot for uh for these topics what's, what's crazy to me is how they are on like like netflix like hulu's does hulu have disney plus got exclusive yeah. to them to disney plus has simpsons because fox right yep yes. or, that's correct however with with south park are they on hulu or are they on nothing Good uh question, South Park, I thought, was on Amazon for some reason. Maybe the movie. Um, Because that's a show that I would love to just binge watch. Like, to put South Park on, watch a few episodes, and then the next day watch a few episodes. But instead, I find myself, like, going to... going it's to Hulu. Like, Oh, it's on Hulu. Yeah, I don't have Hulu. Going to like their website, the All SP website, and then there you can play some episodes, but some episodes you can't. Yeah. I, so, I want. See, this oh is my- weird though because the the underneath this picture of South Park it says Amazon.com, but I don't oh. know, there's a, there's well, a link to I, I, Hulu as well. Oh, but you I'm maybe you can buy them. Oh, good call. Oh, I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for it to get picked up by. Uh, so, Viacom got bought by CBS again, or merged with CBS again. So I'm waiting for all that shit to get rolled back over to uh, 
what was it? Was it uh, CBS on Access or something? The, the thing that they're streaming Star Trek from now. Gotcha. You know, I don't know. But, um, so Murder Hornets. Yeah. Uh, so in Japan, Hornets. um, they have these gigantic hornets that they n- nicknamed Murder Hornets. Um, I'm actually. Gunner, do you have any more information? I'm going to pull up the specs on like the actual sizes and stuff well, right now. I mean, like, yeah, they're they're about this. Uh, they're about the size of a, a human thumb. Yeah, it's it's a take. that's fucking really big. Yeah, they they have like they have visible they have visible bitey parts on the front of their head, like without the without the squinty look. You know, it it looks it looks like a tiny crab a crab pincer, but. Yeah, it's one. It's it's one of the hornets that, thanks to global climate change and lack lackadaisical shipping standards, we've introduced a uh, very unpleasant species. Into, don't into don't they don't hornet. they like don't they like bite the heads off of bees or something? Uh, yes, yes. three hundred three hundred horn uh, Asian giant hornets can can kill a hive of thirty thousand bees in less than an hour. I want to say or. Yep. So maybe several hours. So are they you called know. murder hornets because they murder they murder like other insects or or are they murder hornets because they murder humans? They've killed humans. Absolutely. They have it's not just the bitey parts, it's the venom that they carry as well. They have a necrot they have a necrotizing toxin in their their bite. So they're that, Will it get you high? A, like can we get no, high on them? It, no, it, it's like, not a it neurotoxin, just, it it's a necrotizing it, toxin. What's the difference? They, Neurotoxins uh, affect the affects affect um, the nervous system, and, uh-huh. and it can they can have, I guess if if procured and processed correctly, could have some sort of um, maybe psychedelic effects or or at least mind altering effects. Necrotizing just kills cells that it comes living cells that it comes into contact with. Oh, but I mean, like I, I some of the pictures that that I saw, like the thumbnails that I saw, there was like a boy that was stung a lot of times. So, is it? I mean, is it one sting kill type deal? Oh no, no, nothing like that. No, no, no. I, I think a swarm would would absolutely. Oh, the, uh, well, there. It so yes, that particular one that requires a little more work by the the group. Um, I was gonna say it's partner in crime, which doesn't get nearly as much playtime. I wish I could find the freaking thing because I was I was looking this uh, I was looking this up this weekend. You think it almost like we plan to talk about things in the podcast? <laughs> there's there's a species of hornet that um they have an organ that specifically pulls metal out of it, it, it extracts and purifies metal from the food that it eats. And it grows like this metal freaking sword, lancet kind of thing. Is it stinger? That's almost as long as the hornet itself. Mm-hmm. That's fucking. And it's terrifying. this. It's well, yes, because what it is, it's it basically it's to pierce like armored carapaces on spiders and stuff like that. But one of its other things is because we've introduced it into human areas now too. Um, but it has that same class of necrotizing uh, toxin when it stings. Mm-hmm. But one of them actually is capable of killing a human if you have a sufficient enough reaction to it. And if it got you in the right spot. So, Trace, I'll read you a statistic from NationalGeographic.com, which I think is relatively credible. Um, In Japan, an average of, which I know it's not a ton, but an average of 30 to 50 people each year die from the hornet sting. So, I mean. Oh. 
That's that's about the same as the amount of people that have died from coronavirus. <laughs> Maybe not. Well, nobody nobody that I know has died from it. So I'm gonna take some guns to the government buildings. Oh, we're gonna jump. Okay. So <laughs> Murder Hornets is done. No, we can but, keep uh, going with Murder Hornets. I just I just can, thought can that I, it was can funny. I, can joke. I can I can I make can I make a gun that fires murder hornets at people? That would be interesting. A hornet bomb. When it barks, it fires bees at people. So I have the the size yes. on this thing. It's they average. They can grow. Yeah, adults frequently growing greater than one point six inches long and a wingspan greater than two point four inches. Which for a fucking hornet, it's pretty fucking big. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't know. Insects are weird because once they get over a certain size, you they just your brain processes them as being big as your head. It's really weird. Like you ever have those strange moths land on your screen, like in the middle of the summertime, and the moth is like yes, like its wingspan like is like the size of a clock, and you're like, holy fuck, that is that is a pterodactyl that just landed on my screen. That thing is gigantic, and you just assume it's 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 there to kill you, <laughs> because why else would this strange large bug, that's the size of a human hand, why would it be visiting your home other than to kill you, or maybe because it's confused about daytime? Yeah, I, I definitely feel like there is a natural kind of as the as the insect grows larger, it absolutely grows like more menacing. You hear people talk about spiders. They're like, there's this gigantic spider. And you walk out and it's like the size of your thumb. Yeah, unless you go down to, uh, what is that? The bird-eating spider down in fucking Brazil. <laughs> oh, I, well, Isn't there a camel spider? That, oh, those are freaky. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, those camel are spider? real freaky. Yeah. Did you, did you ever see... <laughs> Did you ever see no. the video of the centipede that pulled the bat out of the air? Yeah, it's, oh, yeah it's, holy yeah. shit! Yeah. yeah, those are scary too. Yeah, those those are freaky too. Yeah, the centipede. Yeah, he just grabbed a bat out of thin air and just killed him. Like we're scared of the coronavirus because bat soup, but man, centipede soup—that's what's going to take out humanity. Yeah, the freaking the Brazilian government's just like. Fuck, we know that monsters live in the Amazon. Come bring that shit. And then, like, you know, three weeks later, everyone comes back. It's like, can't can't go. Forest is haunted. What? <laughs> can't go. Forest is haunted. Oh, Jesus. All right, let's talk about these idiots. <laughs> you're going to have to be a little more specific. There's a lot yeah, of idiots. You're absolutely right. Um, so, I, I don't know. I saw some protesters. Um, of course, everyone is quick to call them idiots, but like uh, there's this couple and I don't know how, I don't know if they're idiots. I don't know if they're, they're, they're just, they're not very well educated or what, but it was just this guy who's completely jacked with some really cool bright orange swimming trunks on and a woman who looked like she was in shape as well. She also looked like she had some um, augmentation to the upper half of her body. And she was also in a swim a, a swimsuit. And the guy had a sign and he just, just said, you know, let's reopen the beaches. And he's like, it's warm out and let's reopen the beaches. And he wasn't holding a gun at a government building. He was just there to express his amazing body <laughs> and make sure that the entire world saw it. Check check out check out that guy's beeline. He's got the air. He's got that arrow pointing in his dick. 
maybe uh, this is in Michigan where kind of the the big news kind of story came out of. Maybe they're not idiots. Um, maybe they're just a little misguided. Uh, but the gist of the story is uh, hundreds of protesters, some of which were carrying guns, um, demonstrated in front of the Capitol building. And I believe, I don't, maybe it wasn't in Michigan. I know I had read a story well, where they, had, it. yeah, it was. And they, they actually got, they actually like went into the building. You know what I mean? Like they, yes. they, the crowd just decided to push into the building with weapons. And I just, uh, I just don't know if that's a great look. I just, I'm not. Well, but, but Michigan is home of the Michigan militia, right? Well, actually, see, so there's there's unfortunately <laughs> there's, a, there's unfortunately there's a place. Go ahead, Gunner. I think we're on a slight delay tonight, Gunner. Okay, there's unfortunately um a, a very I wouldn't say I, I won't label everyone with this brush, but there's unfortunately a large demographic that's hanging hang, hanging out in these protests. That that are fans of something that rhymes with blight, new premises,ed and uh, I, I I know that's what people how people categorize them, but and and maybe maybe this statistic is fairly accurate, but like I noticed that that like some you go to some channels and they just keep focusing on the Trump twenty twenty posters, like yeah, well, they're talking about the protesters, but they aren't showing the protesters. They're just showing Trump twenty twenty on there, like yeah. like look at the mistakes that your fans are doing, Donald Trump. But like, Ocean City, Maryland just yeah. announced, hey, we're going to reopen our beaches. So when I see this guy and this th th this lifeguard and um and well these two lifeguards that are that are peacefully protesting in California. And then California says, yes, we're going to make changes. And then Ocean City's like, yes, we're going to reopen our beaches. I mean, at, at what point do we have to accept the fact that maybe we do need to open some stuff up? And and maybe maybe this isn't the best you know, group of people to talk to about it because, Wade, from what I understand, the place that you work, people are dropping like flies. So yeah. So to, to talk about going back to work when you're in a position where you're actually may not even have enough staff to keep your, you know, for the company to stay running. Oh, I'm not, I'm not enough staff, just me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Wade is single-handedly producing most of the scallops. I'm the fucking... I threw it on my back and dragged it, and I don't know how far we're gonna make it, but I'll get us as far as we can go. <laughs> I, I'm I'm totally cool with the peaceful protesters. I I don't have a problem with people protesting. I is it is it kind of bad optics? Yeah, I think so. But um, you know, if, if you have the right to protest, you have the the right. You know, yeah. technically, you have the right to assemble. You know what I mean? You're making those decisions. That's that's fine. It, I would prefer you wear a mask. Maybe that might be a good idea. <laughs> but, gloves, or, or, maybe, but, or, but, but then, or maybe not spit on the police officer's face. Yeah. But, but did you see it this week? I think it was the surgeon general. I don't know if I have the man right. And I'm sorry because I should know, but um, he's like, don't wear masks because you touch your face more. And he's like, don't do it. Don't wear them. You're going to spread it faster. And then meanwhile, the state, you know, at least in New York, they're like, no, you should wear one. If you go out in public, you should wear one. Oh, they're mandating it here in Rhode, in Rhode Island and in Massachusetts. It's been mandated. Well, Any establishment you have to, that is open, that is essential, yeah, here, you have to wear one. Here they're putting the they're putting so, the regulations on the on the shops. 
and threatening to shut them down if they don't enforce it. So they they aren't making the people wear them. They're making the shops enforce the people to wear them, right? It's kind of like the no shirt, no shoes, no service problem, right? Well, here's, here's I mean, you have I, to do that. Well, you don't really have to do that, but if it's way easier to, if, if the shop lets one or two people or even seven or eight people or 10 or 12 people walk around inside of it, right. way easier to slap the shop with a massive fine than right. chase down those 10, 15 people and fine each and every one of them. Right, right, right. I, it, I, mm-hmm. I, I want I want to I want to bring one thing up, which is that the Surgeon General was also the state attor- Surgeon General for Indiana with Mike Pence, who also was the guy who was responsible for the single largest uh, domestic AIDS outbreak. Oh my god! Don't worry, the Mike late Pence, 80s. So Mike I, Pence prayed his gay away. It, it, but but yeah. what I'm saying is that there's this there's this confusion, right? There's what? this confusion because you're being told so many different things. Yes, a lot of them are conflicting. But even more than that, like like one of my friends who is who is a huge huge, I would say like. I'll just call him a Trump supporter because that's what he is. He's a huge Trump supporter. He's a, he's he's actually he's been on the podcast. So, um, um, he's a huge Trump supporter, and he sent this link out on Facebook, and it was a petition, and it said reopen our marinas, um, and reopen our golf courses, and Marina most of his opening. right, 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 right. That's what I'm getting. Most of his friends were like, you can you can not play golf for a few more weeks. Calm the fuck down. Like stay home. And stop the bullshit. But then New York State's like, yeah, let's reopen the marinas. So part of me is like, I think that this whole protesting thing, as long as it's not 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 getting violent, I feel like the protesting thing is is good because how else does our does our government know? It's it's just strange. It's odd to me that 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 they this these protests are happening, and then they're like, okay, yeah, we'll we'll reopen some stuff. Yeah, the protests, the, the the petition occurs, and then they open the marinas. Now what the bothers, protests are happening, and they reopen the beaches in some of these states. Uh, the protests don't bother me. When you show up with guns at a protest, it bothers me. You want to come and, and speak your piece by all means. You fucking coming armed bothers me because it doesn't. You're setting a different precedent. Then you are preparing yourself essentially for a conflict when there shouldn't be a conflict. You're literally just there protesting. Uh, what also bothers me is the fucking hypocrisy of this. If I feel, and I think it's it's fair to say this, when you know the ba- Black Lives Matter movement was going on, um, you know, from the right, all you heard was "All Lives Matter" and "This is bullshit," and you know, be peaceful and 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 you know, follow the rules. And then you know, this happens, and fucking Jimbo can't go to fu- the fucking golf course. And he shows up at a fucking Capitol building with a weapon and forces his way inside. <laughs> if if he wasn't fucking white, I don't think well, he would have made it two steps. But yeah, but to be fair though, Jimbo well, is not know, complaining yeah. about the golf course. These guys can't go to work, right? And I mean, I look at my neighbors around me; they're all in a similar position. They're not allowed to go to work. The, the states aren't even offering programs to go to work with restrictions, right? And it, we rely on. We rely on the CDC or the FDA for approving certain testing measures. We don't even have antibody tests out. We don't even have enough tests out. There is a serious governmental failure in the execution of this whole thing. And these people, 
I don't blame them for showing up with fucking guns because we're supposed to have the best fucking healthcare in the world. And we can't even fucking test people. We can't even standardize a, the, the rollout of, of a pe- people return to work system. We just tell them to stay home. And I, I just, I stop and I wonder, I'm like, this is this is why militias exist. The right to bear arms is actually the right to form a militia. So, yes, you're right. They do send a fucking message. But what are people supposed to do? There needs to be some middle ground. And what everyone just staying at home with their doors locked, that is not the middle ground because we still need food. Well, right? This is my problem, Trace. Like, boo fucking who? Imagine if you couldn't drive in a certain neighborhood because of the way you looked without getting stopped. Uh, imagine if fucking every white cop that came up to your vehicle in certain areas was a fucking, like, they were afraid you had a gun. Like, these are, like, nobody, but, oh, there's but, no but, but support you're concerned, for it. But, but there's two things, right? One of them is the double standard, and I agree. Yeah. I agree. These same people showing up with guns are the same people um, they're, they're generally the same people, um, um, or, or in, in a lot of instances, they fall into the same category of people. And if they don't, if they don't say it themselves, judgment. if right. they don't say it themselves, they don't fucking say anything against it either. Right. 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 They, they complicitly go along with it. And if you go along with it, then it's exactly your fucking statement, or you're just a huge fucking coward, which a lot of these fucking guys are. So there's the double standard, right? That double standard. I completely agree with you on. That double standard is is something that our country it's taking our country a very very long time to correct, right? But these these fundamental concepts of just people saying please let me go to work and the states don't know how to react to that. They're reacting with fear and they're saying no, stay home. They're not providing mechanisms to test. We should be testing millions of people a day and we're not. Well, do we have the means to test millions of people a day? Well, n- n- well, you know, there's there's that there's the statement that that's impossible, but the have we? It's not. Impossible. Have we actually done the work necessary to get that spun up to the level? Do it? No. Could we? Yes. Um, it's why you know, again, besides people making like fucking foo foo theater points. You see that shit like we're fucking Maryland and uh, the like are fucking having to go buy tests and hide them. Right. Yeah, like because... undisclosed locations. I heard about mm-hmm. that. Yeah, it, Maine, you know, Maine had their tests seized. But I guess here's my question. Who do we hold responsible for the lack of tests? Like, should we blame oh, I, states or should well, I mean, should well, the federal they, government not kind of be helping to budget for this? It's a I good mean, point, uh, but that's 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 one that's one facet. I guess I guess the point is though is that if we don't have tests, we should at least we should at least admit that our country can't stop it can't completely stop running, right? We have weird stuff going on right now where where like McDonald's just stays open and I realize because they sell food, we consider them like essential. But yeah. fast food is not necessarily essential. It right? is for yeah. uh, unfortunately, it is for a lot of uh, low-income families in kind of urban settings, and sadly, it is for what though? For what to put food on the table? Because the working class needs to as well. In in McDonald's doesn't correct that for the world, right? We there needs to be there needs to be a middle ground. Right. If people can return to work with restrictions, let's do that. 
right? Let's, if they have to be six feet apart, let's have the employers enforce distancing measures. It's just, when you have this many people, you have 30 million people on unemployment. It's not sustainable long-term. And and I'm someone that thinks that this does have to happen. I, I don't, I don't disagree with you. I just, I think you have to be smart about it. I think you have to recognize that in a vast majority of workplaces, especially in, uh, the middle class where people, you know, it's not everyone's has an office job, but people that work in factories and shit like that. These like enforced social distancing guidelines are completely ignored. They are. Yeah. The people got to have jobs to do well, and they can't it, fucking it, just watch out for each other and, and stay six feet away. It's just not possible. It, it, it's like well, that situation with the care facility in Chit- like next to Chittenango. It's like the, this whole we made ro- like New York did its ruling that like if you were a healthcare worker that had tested positive for COVID, you could work with COVID patients. But that's not gonna fucking stick. You're yeah. you know like if you're a healthcare aide or something like that, you're not fucking hanging around in one section of the building. You're getting dragged wherever the fuck they tell you to, or you don't have a fucking job. Right, and you know, I, I it, think that. The, the smartest way to do it is to go essentially regions. What regions have this under control? You know what I mean? Well, like, actually, and that, that's that's in theory. Actually, that's supposedly what Cuomo's talking about uh, when they do the ramp up. Yeah, he said the as early as the 15th. Well, he's, yeah, the 15th, some regions in New York State should be open back up. Right. Which is good. But then, I mean, now does that help? I don't know how much that helps, you know, because like, you've got to ton of people in New York City still yep. not having jobs and and probably they'll be one of the last places to open is what I would assume with the density but, the population you know, but, concentration. But to his point is that if you're if you're gonna make upstate wait for downstate then Yeah, I think I and I mean that's something that a lot of states have. I mean we we had an episode almost dedicated to California's split and they wanted to split into three states. And New York has complained make made this similar complaints because the the, the greater New York City area is almost almost operates like its own state. And for them to hold us to the same standards is a bit strange. Um we're just not as dense. It cannot spread as fast here. It simply right. cannot. So to, right. to, to hit us with the same rules. And I guess my point is, is that a lot of our country is, is rural and they have the similar feelings, right? And to apply the exact same rules to the, to the extremely dense areas as you do to the rural areas is going to get people to revolt. Now, whether or not they should be carrying um, you know, a, a weapon with them when they decide to protest, I don't know. I, I don't really know. You know, if Michigan allows you to go around the back of a pickup truck with with rifles, I don't know what the law allows. I know in New York you can't have a loaded weapon in your car. I don't you know. Carry. No, you in in Michigan you can open carry. Yeah, I think they're a little more lax on their. So uh, so they may laws. be. It might be no different than having a pocket knife on you in that state, and and each state has different has a different view on the guns. So when they throw that footage on TV, to us, right, in a state that doesn't wow. even allow you to have a handgun without a permit, and even when it, when you do, it has to be concealed. It's it, we're going to perceive that as as a much much different action than a state that's very welcoming of it. Well, the thing is, is that it, and when it, they show it, those Trump posters, I feel like they're just trying to separate our country yes. further. No, no, it, it, it's it's the it's the it's the the problem is with that as far as that shit goes is that they 
most media engages in the same exact tactics. Yeah, well, the media is fucking just as bad. And there is there is legitimate like there is legitimate issues to be dissatisfied with. Um, I mean, like in our state, in New York State, you know, it's all about us. Cuomo has been pushing through all of this stuff that had been like being blocked by the state senate and the state con- you know the state congress up until you know up until this point like he just did a whole bunch he cut up he cut a whole bunch of he basically dropped the scheduled raises for all the state's employee you know the state workers that had been delayed for like the last four or five years uh dr- cut a whole bunch of funding to medicare and i understand that because of the the unemployment situation that we've had in the fucking state emergency that we're in that we got a fucking shuffle shit around but basically he's been going down his christmas list of shit that he's <laughs> trying to get past right while no and, one's looking <laughs> well, while no one's looking he's just like yep oh, i'm gonna take care of this on the you know and it's he's he his big thing is that he is not insane when he talks in fucking front of people and that's his that's his own that's the only good point you know like yeah we have to do adult shit it's not mm-hmm. gonna be fun I, I'm actually, I'm not super enthused, and I don't want to get down too into the fucking doom porn perspective. But I'm, it's gonna be, it's gonna be interesting to see if this turns out to be the polio light of our generation, mm-hmm. because they're already seeing like all these non-respiratory effects from COVID infections, like per- permanent cognitive impairments. Oh, and neurological deficits you know never mind like the cardiopulmonary injuries that take like 15 to 20 years to heal Mm -hmm. but yeah like what happens when you're a fucking kid you know it's like leaded gasoline like what happens when a kid gets a fucking infection and like their fucking brain isn't fully cooked right and five ten years from now you got to generate you got like a portion of the population that has like long-term cognitive deficits well, Joe Biden's going to fix that, right? Oh, Jesus yep. Christ! Not uh, not well, if he keeps going along. That. We've talked about about Joe Biden. I think last week oh even, but uh, this past week he was on MSNBC's Morning Joe. Fitting. Uh, he did a twenty-minute interview with, uh, and good for her, by the way, Mika Brzezinski. Um, and man, she she made him look a like a liar. Uh, be like an idiot uh, and see like an absolute, I mean, just loser for the, I mean, honestly, just don't even have the election. Just don't mm-hmm. waste your time. Don't, if you're going to stand behind this guy after the, it gets worse and worse, right? First it's the, Oh, Joe's confused. Oh, it's out of context. This was just a 20 minute, 20 minute straight interview. And Mika, like literally, I think he was there to, I thought he was going to be, cause it's MSNBC typically left leaning. Um, I think he thought it was just going to be a fluff piece, like right, clear, right. clear the air. Mm-hmm. Dude, Mika went in on his ass, and he had no like he had there were no there were no good excuses. He didn't have any, and and the the scary not the scary thing, but the the, the very telling thing was every like when, when he started blinking a lot. Um, every sentence he started with "Now listen here," or "The thing is," or. And then he would change the answer and not actually answer the questions. Mm-hmm. And it was all about the alleged sexual assault. And uh, 
you know, he he tried to he tried to misdirect with some misinformation, but she did her homework, man. Like he was like, "Oh, everything is in the Library of Congress. There are no complaints filed against me. You know, anybody can go and look at that." And then she said, "Well, what about the other thousands of files that are at the University of Delaware um, from from you know your 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 time as a senator? Uh, and and for, for some reason, you won't let anybody go through those." And he's and he he was like, oh shit! He starts blinking. Well, the thing is, and he says, okay, well, you know, because uh, there are things there that I said like thirty years ago that could be potentially used against me in the presidential race. And then she said, okay, well, how about this? You let someone do a search just for Tara Reed's name, just for articles <laughs> dealing with Tara Reed. Nothing else allowed to come out of there. And then he was like, well, who's doing this search? She's like, I don't know. The people at University of Delaware. She's like, mm -hmm. you can create a commission. The dude just didn't have any answers. I mean, this is this is dire, and this is I say this is dire for the Democratic Party, which you know, you know. Did you think they knew? Yes. You think they knew? Yes. No. They're like they're like, like let's throw them to the wolves, then come out with a then come out with somebody new. I mean, Tara Tara Reed has been involved with some pr pretty weird stuff, but Biden has been like. A fucking professional creeper and casual racist his entire yeah. fucking political career like there's a whole you know even when he got nominated to be vp for for obama there was a whole thing about you know that like there's all these videos of him like if you know again it's 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 the What's that movie that Samuel L. Jackson did with Matthew McConaughey where he, he like Samuel L. Jackson's the dad who killed the white supremacist who fucking the Lincoln lawyer raped his daughter. No. Do you remember? No, it was modern. He's like, yes, I kill yes, they deserve to die. And I hope they burn in hell. I, I don't know. I didn't okay. see it. Uh, there's, there's just stuff that if you were a, if you were a dad and that was your daughter, you would be beating him with a fucking wrench until he was unrecognizable as a person. And this was just in a social setting. Like, this is like just, you know, multiple times. It's, it's, it's the, it's the creepy uncle thing. So here's a question. Then. Is this essentially, was this essentially the DNC's net, like latest trick? So it's like, we'll kick Biden out last minute and put in someone like Cuomo you know who will oh, tell no, the, think, the the centralist left line and, and Bernie? It's too late for Bernie. You know what I mean? He's already endo endorsed Biden, so we're kind of <laughs> kind of back. I think they're it. riding. Uh, no, I think I think they're riding the Biden train all the all the way into well, all the way into the fucking cliff face, man. I don't. They're not in it to win it. That's insane. He's, I don't even know. He, like I, he's he's running because they'll pump all the donors will pump money into the DNC. Because yeah, but he's it's just, with all the it's, it's just crazy to me. It's like the fucker can't win. He literally, who could, honestly, who could say with a straight face that this guy could fucking win? Yeah. And it's not like Trump. Because guess what? It was a joke when Trump started. Then he started talking all that shit on stage. Yeah. And those fuckers weren't ready for it. Right. And even when they were ready for it, he had more shit to talk.
He did. I'm yeah. not a Trump guy, but the dude outplayed and out shit talked everyone. Yeah, no, it, he did. He, he did. It, if, like if, him or not, Hillary, like him or not, I think I think it was a success of of the democratic process for someone to come in from from most mostly come in from the outside. I say mostly because he, he has some he ties. Got, but. He, got, he got elected because his whole thing was the, you know the, the whole thing. They wanted somebody who would wreck the government. You know, it was it was it was, it was, a, pun about, it was a punishment move. It is. And What's weird about Trump out. though is is the people who were against him that were that but but were you know for the that party, like they've all just kind of they're like, yeah, we're team Trump now. <laughs> like they've all just switched. <laughs> like people were like, yeah, no, I don't know. And like now they they're all just team Trump. Well, you know, it's very hard. It's very hard to tell the the fear or no. Uh, or they like what they got. Well, he'll sign everything. He'll sign everything that's put in front of him. It's the, it's it, it's it's the it's the power of uh, democracy in action. I just I do have to I give credit like, to to Mika Brzezinski though. She works for MSNBC and she had no problem, literally just fucking kicking the shit out, <laughs> eviscerating shit out of Grandpa Joe. Man, she fucked him up because it is fucked up. It is like. Every you know, he's all fucking the Me Too movement until it's fucking his turn. Until someone, something from his past comes up, and then it's just like, well, it just didn't happen, so that so this doesn't apply to me. It's so fucking. <laughs> it's just. What are you guys? Have you guys been figuring out what you got to do if you got to bug out and just like try and escape? I'm by the ocean, brother. I'm just hopping on a fucking boat and I'm out. <laughs> yeah, we've I've I've had the conversation. I've had the conversation. My my plan isn't that great. Um, I mean, you don't, plan, you don't actually have to my plan it on just, air. I don't know. I don't care. I mean, I'm probably dead. <laughs> I mean, let's no. face it. I let's think you guys would be all right up there. It's I'm not probably, really a densely populated area. Yeah, it probably won't be too bad. But I'm probably. I mean, it it when it comes down to it, like there's people that I'll I'll have to leverage my uh, my my strong suits but i don't know if i can we'll see we'll see how it all plays out but my my plan is actually um for short term is to go to my father's because it's not really a bugging out but he has uh he has a well not too, he has a generator and he has enough land to farm so it would at least be sustainable he also has firearms that we could use to protect the place unfortunately um the firearms don't really mean anything if the right group of people want to take something over. You you need a you actually need a trained militia to take them out, well, and, no, and that's and a different form of bugging out. The community, have, have, yeah. Have, have you been saying hi to your neighbors, all that kind of stuff? You know, like social network, everything. Yep. But that doesn't you know mean, mean shit, like, though, because everyone well, protects their own family. I've, you know, I've, like, uh, I've done the opposite. Did you, hear, did you hear what Alex Jones said? Alex I'm Jones. Jones. Oh, no, no. Yeah. Please, please. Yeah. He's an ass. Gunner got, got it. He's, he kind of heard it. What did he, what did he gonna, say? He, he, will eat, he will eat your entire ass. His his daughters aren't starving. He goes, he goes I'm He's starving my neighbors, and I'm like, I'd eat them. I'd feed them to my daughters. I'd, I'd feed them to my daughters to keep them alive. I'd eat your ass. And, of course... Yeah. Of course, John Oliver's watching him say it, and and Alex Jones is wearing an eight thousand dollar watch, <laughs> and he's like, 
<laughs> wouldn't Alex Jones have food first? <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't the food he can afford now be a better plan <laughs> than eating his neighbors? Well, I mean, like for to be to be real, I mean, he's got a lot. He's got a lot of apocalypse weight on already to kind of carry him through that first like month yeah. or two. He's not a like. I I. You know, I used to think it might be a wrestler, like a wrestler bit. I think mm -hmm. he's not actually like right in the head. Mm -hmm. Alex Jones. Well, because yeah. they, they, you know, I don't know how much I don't know. How much, are you are you familiar with like so related story? Because he he did that thing with um, and I think I think maybe Joe Rogan actually brought that up too. So you'll forgive me if I'm repeating stuff from another podcast. But he was he because he had he had Alex Jones on his yeah. um the thing at one time before the deplatforming, I believe. Yes, before the deplatform. Well, actually, I think just around. Anyways, um, yeah, it was after. Oh. He was talking about how he had been like he had had this really fucking brutal head concussions. Trauma to him. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And you know, like the only thing I can think of is that Roseanne Barr had a similar situation happen when she was younger. And it's kind of a bit in the com comedy, but the the thing is, is that the it you know like one of the one of the easiest areas to injure during that thing is that amygdala, your amygdala. Which is the part that keeps you the part that like you know because your brain basically goes through can I can I fight this can I fuck this can I eat this that's your reptile brain in a nutshell mm -hmm. and your amygdala basically is the part that keeps that shit like that shit from bleeding into your um, <laughs> rational thinking your rational thinking and if your amygdala is if your amygdala is like damaged you don't have any fucking it's the you know it's the equivalent of you don't have any fucking inner monologue. It's all mm -hmm. outer. Yeah, and it makes well, it very hard to deal with other human beings because it's like one of those things where it's like people say everyone has these thoughts. It's just most people are polite enough not to fucking say them. So I was uh, I I've watched um, Doomsday Preppers and I've watched several yeah. episodes. They have the reruns on uh, on Netflix and it's it's I actually find the show to be really good. Mostly because the it takes it takes a, a a pretty significant level of preparation um, in in forward thinking and stuff in order to kind of put yourself into a role where where you're just simply prepared for tomorrow is the apocalypse and uh, and each one of them has what they're planning for which is weird um, one season for some reason they were all obsessed with a dirty bomb which I didn't even know that term existed I think we talked about in a previous episode um, and then with the, the last episode that I watched which again it's reruns so it's probably a year or two old um, the next one that I watched they were all concerned about an, eco an economic collapse which is insane right because <laughs> now we're like we're talking about this right we're talking about this right now like what happens and and uh, they're um, they're they're rated on all of these different um, these different skill sets, and one of them is defense, right? And defense is more than having weapons; it's actually being trained in the line of defense. Um, one of the guys went as far as poisoning a pattern of food that only his family knew. So if somebody raided his food, they would die. Which is insane, because if your children make a mistake, they die too. Yep. Better not so, make a mistake. 
<laughs> hey, kid, so, hey, kids, get good. Yeah. Um, none of them talked about eating their neighbors. Not one of them. But one of them did. Um, he said that, you know, if if you're going to die of, of dehydration, you should drink your own pee. And they showed him doing it. Like, I think they blurred out the bottle because there's some, like, I don't know, FCC rule against you know, drinking pee on the air. Yeah, you, you, you can't consume, you can't consume human product. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and he's like trying to get his fiance to drink it. They're like hiking and she won't do it. Um, what's crazy though, is all of those things are not as crazy as just five minutes out of Alex Jones's mouth. Yeah. <laughs> All of that preparation. One guy actually found and purchased an old missile silo. Like an underground missile silo. He bought it and he's just, his goal is to renovate it. I feel like that's, it's almost like a hobby for those guys though. Like I understand they come off as a little extreme, but it's really just a hobby. It's a hobby until it's needed. And then they're King. Yeah. That's what's crazy. That's when it comes Uh, to preparing for something, when it comes to preparing for something, you look like an idiot until you're ready, right? I mean, it's like it's like your whole family walking around with ponchos when their forecast isn't calling for rain. If there's a spontaneous shower, you're the only ones that look smart. Everyone else is running around in the rain. You are the ones that were prepared. But this the rest is- of the time, you look like an idiot being prepared for something that's 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 not expected to occur. I I don't know about a lot of that. I think to to quote Mike Tyson, who actually just popped up in the in the media recently, oh God. <laughs> everyone has a game plan until they get punched in the face. And yep. I don't think truer words have been spoken um, in a in a more relevant situation as his. But these doomsday preppers are not like they're not doing hardcore like military training, like getting ready for combat. They're just collecting food and 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 no, they are nice little bunker. They oh. actually are. They're doing fake raids of each other's properties. So they're like they're actually like like enduring physical punishment and inflictment yeah. to each yeah. other. Yeah, I mean they aren't shooting each other. No, no, not shooting, but they're like beating right. the yeah. fuck, like they're, they're fist fighting each other with glo- maybe gloves on or something. Yeah, and they're practicing. They're practicing like carrying the weight of the stuff that they need. They they have communities, and the communities do their own drills. They're it's. I know it sounds like a hobby, and for some of them, it's it's obviously is. But even when it's a hobby, it's interesting because if you if you can go mobile, like Gunner used the term "bug out," if you can go mobile. All you really have to be is is off of you just undetected. You have to be far enough away from other people to be safe, and that's a good form of security as well. As long as you can get up and get out, you know, before whatever happens happens. It, it, it's interesting to me because you know th- there's some things like fundamental, like communication. Right there's there's hand radios that you can use that will will go like two, three, four miles, and. If you have people that you know within that radius and you know what channel to be on, you could actually start communicating when something really bad is happening and you could actually organize and try meeting somewhere. That is that fundamental communication when the whole grid's down, right? When all the electricity is out, those radios still work. Those types of things are not a hard type of preparation, but it's something that you would really have to have have thought about. And you wouldn't have thought about it unless you kind of lived without it or you've studied people that live without it. And then you realize, hey, you know what? Maybe that's what we need. The idea of bringing dry goods instead of wet goods because dry goods are lighter. You know, it's 
it's it's something that we just don't have anymore because the infrastructure gives us these these this food you know like 98% of our food coming from 2% of our farms we just don't think about like like what it would be like to go a month without a grocery store and the lights being on in our house i just don't well, think that we think about it that's why we get to make people go work in a pork packaging plant because <laughs> the, the, the bacon must flow. I mean, my father, melange. <laughs> my father has, has several wood stoves still. We can actually heat his home in the winter without, without the energy company. That's something that you, it's, I mean, if the electricity was out in the middle of the winter for more than a week, everybody's water for all the water lines in their houses are going to burst. I mean, it's gets right off the bat that we're going to have issues with water, but how are you, how would you even heat those homes? What's going to happen is people are, are going to fight over, just over the purchase of a wood stove and people are going to be cutting holes in the side of their houses with jigsaws trying to get the wood stove to ventilate. People are going to be setting their houses on fire. Yeah. I mean, these things that the Amish are doing every day, you know, now become survival tactics for us because we just don't have, we, we, we just don't have the, we weren't raised to survive in those, in the, that type of environment. So, so I know what you're saying, Wade, it's like, it's like a hobby and, and you're right. It absolutely is. It's what well, I'm looking at this doomsday prep. Like I'm like trying to look for each one and for every like two guys that are in good shape and look like they kind of are keeping up. There's like three lard asses just with it's, weapons it's, put on them. It's, 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 and I'm like, what the fuck are they going to do? Oh, and I'm not one to speak, but I don't claim to be a doomsday prepper they, they, either. They, they could go a few weeks without food, then. I guess so. I guess that's just the food, right? <laughs> when it all runs out, like the lard ass becomes a fucking meal. I just, it's, it's just kind of funny. Well, that's all. Or, or, or it's like it's, it's like uh, when the British whalers were still working and the Falklands were, um, they would burn the penguins to. Uh, cook the whale oil because the penguins had so much fat on them that they could use them like firewood. Oh yeah. yeah. But it, it's yeah. The, the demographic of a prep, the prepper thing uh, is about the same as the guys who go look for Bigfoot <laughs> or like the bottomless <laughs> holes, you know, and don't be wrong. I, it, I'm glad that they, that they're prepared. And, but I just, I think, like I said, like maybe a third of them probably, will it's, succeed and then the other two-thirds probably won't <laughs> so the show the show actually rates them on how long they're going to live yes <laughs> yeah yeah the show the shows and i think the rating system is 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 kind of fair um you know they have the the food supply they get rated on the self-defense they're rated on a whole bunch of other things and then they throw this this extra factor in the end for people who have who have really done something that that would put them ahead of somebody else um you know, like like maybe they not only have a garden, but they have a garden that can that, that actually can work in the middle of the winter. But you know, you you have to be able to leave too, because there's always the chance of being right. You have to you have to have like you have to have drills where your family grabs like an emergency bag, jumps in a car, and leaves. It, that's like kind of central to survival because um, you have to be willing to abandon your home, um, you know, in the sake of survival. You know if what kind of survivor I would cats, be? Cats are going to die. I would 
just watch and wait and find out what you really love and care about and just exploit your weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Like you love your children. I'll just take one of them and then you just give me what I want. Is, isn't it inter- isn't it interesting that none of them are like that? Like none of them are like, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to practice being a sociopath now. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, it's, it's the reality. It's either you better fucking get along and be able to get along with a lot of people. Maybe unite them. Wait, I'm not saying control wait, them, but you'd also better look at fucking the weaknesses of your enemies dude, and be, season, be, and be wait, ready wait, to exploit them. Season two of walking dead. Rick shot two people that tried that. Are you so describing a government? Shot. Maybe. What's that? <laughs> yes. What's wait, that are, you, are you just, are you describing a government? Are you describing a government? <laughs> I mean, it's their playbook. I'm pulling it from <laughs> seems to be effective so far. Well, speaking of limited resources, um, Connor, before this, when we were talking about our topics, one of the things you were talking about was trying to build a computer today. <laughs> and what I thought was interesting oh was the cost of certain like work at home stuff has gone through the roof since this has all started. Things that I guess we should have anticipated, but I never would have thought of. Um, I was talking with my brother today about about him i'm like you should probably switch your monitor from 1080 over to 4k because everything is 4k now and he's like oh well, i don't need the extra pixels and i'm like no just 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 do it it's like the, your, your tv's 4k but your computer monitor's not like just switch to it and he looked up the prices and because everyone is buying them so that they can work from home they want two or three monitors at home you know the prices of the uh of the monitors have gone up and gunner i think you had some points to touch base on well, because yeah, you're trying just trying to piece together a fucking c- computer of any sort. Um, but yeah, c- cameras, freaking capture cards. Um, the monitor situation's been was all sorts of fucked up even before this started. Like, actually, the big thing now, if you got the space at your desk, was just buying TVs. Oh yeah, I guess that the makes TVs sense. are actually better. Pan- the the TVs are actually better panels than most of the fucking. Do they refresh the as well as the? Cre- they don't refresh yep. as well as the gaming monitors, though, right? But most people yes, aren't gaming, they, so they don't care. Well, actually, uh, if you get a current one, uh, mm-hmm. if it has this HDMI two on it, mm-hmm. it supports FreeSync. Oh, implicitly. So, um, basically, the card and the monitor will act. You know, yeah. It. it I mean, it's not 144 frames a second or nothing like that, but it's it's more than adequate and it won't like it won't get screen tear or anything like that but um no i mean it's just so i've been kind of dilly-dallying but i went big on doing all the machine learning thing and i had some issues where like uh my one computer wasn't my one computer was just old enough where it wouldn't let me do some of the features that i needed to run the software but it's just because either because we've been in this. I don't know if it's like the the, the one two punch of that trade embargo that we had with China, and all the tariffs and everything else. But we're back to the same mess that we were when they were doing um the Bitcoin mining. Oh, like even used video cards are freaking back to original manufacturer price, like when they came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, um. Yeah hard drive you know ssds memory and anything like that like it's it's freaking nuts like i the only thing that's cheap is like there's like kind of a sweet spot where something's old but it's not 
that old and between um amd and intel kind of pushing the prices down on things because they've been like fighting night or knife fighting with each other to get new product out um but yeah like i i, I got two 16 core workstations that i just put together or i'm in the process of putting together but yeah actually um it's like fucking four hundred dollars for a real power supply now <laughs> do you like like hold like when your fucking power supply costs more than your cpu what the fuck it like I, you know i remember what? i remember building pcs back in the day and we would we would get a we would build a computer or we would upgrade a computer and the power supply that was in it was like 30 watts and somehow the computer ran fine off of that but when we yes. went to buy one we're like well we might as well get a thousand watts Yes. <laughs> like it would be some completely absurd amount. And well, now from what it. I understand now is that thousand watt um, power supply isn't enough. Yes. No, this is, this is exactly my problem because I, I, the, I have two GPUs that are doing um like uh TensorFlow acceleration, but yeah, it's like, they're like, they're 300 Watts by themselves, you know? Never mind if you have a drive or anything like that, or you got, but it's just, but even like garbage PCs, it's it, it, like, this is the big thing. It, it's funny because like all the big products you hear coming out is about like, well, it's not as good, but this is like way cheap. This is 90 bucks. This is, you know, like it, it's the cheap stuff is the highlight of. Yeah. Which, what's weird to me is released year. Um, you know, I feel like the PC, the PC form factor has, has gotten smaller and smaller and I've been very accepting of that. So, yep. you know, um, you have something like, like, like the Mac mini, right? And the Mac mini can jam a six core Intel i7. Um, they might even go higher than that. Um, and they can jam it inside this really, really small form factor. And they do it kind of by like mixing laptop hardware and cooling with desktop hardware and cooling. And, uh, and I've been very accepting of that. Now, yes, it's not the best in graphics. So if you're in the gaming market, it might not be the best in graphics. But, I mean, if you just go back 10 years, this computer boots faster, right? The graphics card can play those games just fine now. It doesn't suck as much juice out of your outlet. Um, and it doesn't pump out as much heat as your old computer. So to me, I'm like, okay, well, I'm accepting of this. And then, you know, Intel comes out like the compute stick, right? Which is like the, the size of a, of, of a fire stick, the size of a pack of gum, and you're running a full-blown Windows desktop on it. And I'm like, well, I'm really liking the direction that computers are going. They're getting smaller. But what's happened is, is like there's been this like this this resurgence in gaming. I think ray tracing is probably going to be the next, you know, the next bubble, next gaming bubble. And you have this ray tracing coming out, and now you need a video card with ray tracing capabilities, um, you know, which makes it so like water's reflective and light bounces all around the room and everything looks super cool and super natural. But now these computers, like they have to be cooled with like the, the amount of fans that you would use on like, I, I, like, like a, almost a car. <laughs> it, you're pumping so yep. much and so much juice through this thing. You have to wick so much heat off of this thing that you're, you're, it's, it's like you're making a little, it's like a little, like the heat coming off of a, of a, a weed whacker or a push mower. You're trying to wick off of this computer, just pumping it into the room. You're sucking that juice out. And, um, it's weird. It's like they're going in two separate directions. The, the ultra thins are in one direction. And then like 
it is just yeah it is just normal to have water like a water-cooled computer now it's like you either go water-cooled or you don't game that's crazy options (sighs) it just sounds (laughs) a little too complicated honestly i'll just buy another a new xbox yeah i and i I, you know it's separating the two you know it's like putting a bigger divide or you just go out and buy one you but you know you just pay that five thousand dollars and get one pre-built which sounds like a lot of money but <laughs> yeah if you build it yourself i mean the install you're not paying but and there's no risk in getting water on the board either if it's pre-built i mean at least less risk or the risk is somebody else's and not your own um i just uh apple just announced a new macbook pro today actually the announcement was today um they released the 2016 last year and they fixed all the keyboard issues i I don't know if we've talked about the keyboard issues on this on this podcast or not um uh, i know gunner's aware of them because he follows hardware much better than i do um but essentially the last keyboard model um if, if you got like like something very fine in between the key it would just stop working. <laughs> it was such a small travel that like a small crumb would just completely decimate your experience on the laptop. So people are spending, you know, the Apple tax, let's say it's 2000, 3000, $4,000 on these, these laptops. And then the keyboards fail. Um, but the, the 2019 version of the, of the, um, 16 inch, which is a new size, fixed that. And now today they just released the 2013 version with the fixed uh, keyboard. And take a guess how much, you know, you you guys know disk size, right? Like one terabytes, two terabytes, three terabytes. Guess how much the four terabyte hard drive upgrade option costs? $700. (laughs) $1,000. Jesus Christ. One thousand fucking dollars. It's special memory. Well, uh, no, I mean actually, if if it's actually NVMe, a one terabyte hard drive still costs a hundred and twenty bucks, though. (laughs) A one terabyte. (laughs) How does Um, how does four terabytes cost a thousand? It simply doesn't. It simply well, does I mean, not cost they don't, that much. They don't want. They don't actually want you to buy that. They don't want you to buy it. That's really what it is. They don't want you to buy it. And uh, you know, I was pricing out. These are the older models. So I was pricing out a Mac Mini today. Just um, we were, I was ordering an extra one, and uh, the memory in the Mac Mini. I think by default it comes with eight gigs of memory. Guess how much the sixty-four gigs costs. Guess how much that upgrade is? Two thousand dollars. <laughs> no. Wow. Um, guess again. It's lower. One thousand dollars. One, one Caucasian <laughs> male fetus. Yes, it's one. Is, yeah, it's a fetus. The price is a fetus. Gunner, Gunner got it. He was correct. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's six hundred bucks. Um, six hundred bucks for um, about three hundred dollars worth of memory. So yeah, I mean, there's. It's it's weird though because with Apple, it's not it's not price gouging. It's just what they've always charged. But when you go and you're buying a video card on a market that seems like it was starting to recover from all the Bitcoin mining, and the prices are through the roof, it's like WTF. 
And I still I wonder how they're it's, cranking it's, them out. Yeah, that is oh, weird. Yeah. Oh, none of this. Like, I guess it's true. Taiwan's been dealing with it relatively well. Until it isn't. China like, will invade them. It's just fucking the, the, like anybody that builds a gaming PC, a gaming rig, honestly, like I, I feel for you because, dude, a, a stick of RAM that I purchased five years ago, it's five year old RAM. It's still to get like another, another yep. stick of it. It's like almost 70 bucks after shipping and handling. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? No, yeah, it's like, I have memory that's, I have memory that's more, more valuable now than when I bought it originally. It's like, yeah. Oh. Well, we're hitting that bell curve. And I think it's because we we're, we're at the point where the technology can't get much smaller. So we just have to cool it more. <laughs> we're like, let's just run it faster and just cool it more. Right. This is like the turbocharger era of, of personal computing. We're like, well, we don't really know how yep. to get much more energy out of this displacement motor. Let's just like get the exhaust and shove it back in where the air comes from. <laughs> Let's see what happens. Well, because the, the other problem is, is that you're, you're stuck with stuff where um, like for the longest time, Intel was basically the only company that was making any CPUs that were worth were worth anything, but they didn't do any. You know, like it, it's it's like I don't know. If, I don't know how much you said that you don't really follow the tech stuff that that too deep now, right, Trace? I mean, like you're not you're not you're not like looking up CPU not at all. architectures, isn't it? No, not at all. A- AMD's basically thrown out their core architecture three times in a row. This last year, I mean, like you know, like all I all I know about AMD is that their latest CPUs are benchmarking higher than slower Intel processors, and I find that very very amusing. Like the clock like speeds are lower, but the benchmarks yes. are better. It's like they found ways to throw more, to more, uh, to process more data with a slower CPU cycle than Intel. Well, and because it, the thing the thing is, is that Intel has basically made the, the same chip for all intents and purposes, like for five, six years now. They've just like tw- you know, like they it, it's it's the Corolla model versus the, the workloads the are weird too. I mean, who would have thought? Who would have thought twenty years ago that right now the biggest consumer of CPU and memory on the average desktop is a bunch of Chrome tabs. Yes. Right. It wasn't, it wasn't like that back in the day. In fact, it back in the day actually was a little bit intrusive to run that much shit inside a tab. Like, I mean, besides the fact that each tab was sharing one process back then. Right. So the more tabs you had open, the slower the browser would run where now each tab runs in its own process so you can have one tab be completely deadlocked and the other ones are still functioning that's kind of cool but you also need a system that can do that and the systems back then couldn't 
I mean, it was, I remember when, when hyperthreading was just introduced and, uh, it was really cool because the average computer would now show up with two processors, two logical processors instead of just one. And now when one thing was starting to slow down, you could still open up another program. I remember being like having to wait for task manager to open because it was sharing the same processor as the process that was yeah. deadlocking your computer and you couldn't actually get in and kill it. And, but then like, then like Chrome just took over and the websites are like, well, if Chrome's going to run in its own process, then we can run a lot of junk scripts in the background to kind of figure out what you're doing while you're on this page. So now it's like doing pixel tracking and mouse tracking and it knows like it knows the parts of the page that you stare at longer and then serves you ads that are more relevant to what you're looking at on that page. And all of that takes a ton of CPU resources, you know, don't, don't throw away the privacy concerns, but it's taking up so much resources on your computer to, to, to track all of these things. I remember going to a website and I couldn't figure out why, but my, 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 the fan would kick onto my computer every time I went there. <laughs> it was a pretty legitimate website. You're going to guess what it was doing. Oh, it was a JavaScript thing in the background. Yes, like but that. what was it doing? What was it doing that completely consumed all of my CPU? Besides running an ad? It was it was mining Bitcoin. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I was mining Bitcoin on my computer while I was just sitting idle on their page. And you you don't think of it. You open up a tab, you just leave the tab. And uh, it, it, they did disclaim it, like in like light gray text at the bottom of the page. They disclaimed it. Um, another thing I didn't envision twenty years ago was everyone wanting to have dark desktops. You know, yeah. like the option was there, but none of your apps would look right. And now it's like very welcoming. <laughs> it's like, come on in, dark mode. You want your desktop to be dark? You want your text to to, to be white instead of black? We can do that now. Um, those types of things have changed. Even websites now um, have the ability to, uh, at some level, detect if you would prefer to have their web page in dark or in light mode. You didn't see that stuff back then. You didn't think you didn't think that that's where computers were going to go. But no, now now you need sixteen fucking cores <laughs> so that web pages can serve you beautiful yeah. ads and mine fucking Bitcoin. Or or. The other part of that is that you have to run a virtual Windows instance inside your Windows instance so that you can sandbox it and keep it from yeah. fucking ruining your uh, your day. Yeah. 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 That's uh, that's an interesting one, too. Um, I actually read a couple of rants on the on, on, on all of the containering and sandboxing and stuff, but um, we're over an hour. So I know if I start that, then. Wade will yell at us because that's right. his job is to yell at us right. when we go for an hour. <laughs> we've, we've reached our limit. We must play within it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but that being said, it is uh parting is such sweet sorrow, but uh, man, I got to get to sleep. Um, thanks everybody for your uh, continued support. All I think nine of you now, actually. Hi, nine. Hi, lucky nine. Yeah, the, let's the, say hi to Katie. Katie is a friend, and she uh, she shared uh, she shared our podcast on Facebook this past week. Hey, thanks, Katie. Thank you, Katie. Th th thank you, Katie. For yeah, we actually um, I, I think we're getting impacted by the large number of of commuters 
that would listen to us on their daily commute that aren't anymore. Um, and I'm guilty of it as well because I stopped listening to a lot of the podcasts that I like when I started working from home back in back in July. So I think I think it's an inevitable part, you know. And unless you have a moment alone with no audio, you know, with no background noise, um, when are you going to play the podcast? So I'm sure all podcasts are suffering as a result of this stay of these stay home orders. True, it's a it's a dark time for podcasts. You know, we went on an average of seven plays, and now we're down to two. So, God damn it! <laughs> not really, not really. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I can I can buy us some likes. No, um, it, it it can get us blacklisted off of iTunes. Got yeah, it? I'd rather not. Let's just do um, it the old-fashioned way. So, what I'm going to say to you is, wink, wink. Don't do that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can write a machine that can go out. I can write a machine script to go and find people who'd be candidates to buy us likes, but then not actually complete that part of the deal. Yeah. Apple, Apple cracked down on that. Um, I guess they figured it out. They figured out that all like the, the, the top that like the top played episodes for that week were like the same, the same 25 IP addresses. And then they're like, <laughs> Oh yeah, they, you could just hire, you could just hire like a warehouse of people in India and, while they're doing their normal work, they'll just like, keep like, click, like, like, just, like, yeah, they'll keep clicking play on your podcast. <laughs> listen, 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 listen. They just have a whole bunch of them up. Actually, um, I shouldn't advertise for other podcasts, but whatever. Um, Darknet Diaries, I think it was Darknet Diaries, they have an excellent um episode about um, uh, about hacking, hacking podcasts. Um, very, very good episode. It goes into goes into detail. He actually tracks down some of the organizations um, that you can hire. Godhart Media, who's a friend of ours and we've had on, had an awesome. Uh, you know, I'm not going to get into it, but go check his uh, podcast out and go check out his page because he had a really cool uh, poll up. I was a oh. fan of. Oh, nice. All right, but that being said, we do have to. We do have to part. Enough is enough. Enough is oh. enough. Enough, enough. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thank you for the likes. And I really appreciate the shares. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your mothers, especially your mothers. <laughs> Ball Friendship Snake. Gunner, take us out of here. <laughs> <laughs>